Good morning, folks. I hope you are all doing well. As we continue on this journey through the season of prayer and discovering more about God, I want to have a look at a particular prayer that Paul prays in Ephesians. There are many examples in Paul's letters and writings of particular prayers that he prays over the many people he's overseen and looking after. And so I want to concentrate on one particular prayer that I think is important for us to receive, but also to pray over those that uh, we know and cherish. And this prayer is in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. I'm going to read from the NIV version. So starting with verse 14, for this reason, I kneel before the Father for from who every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you've been rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. It is uh, a lot to unpack there, but I want to start off with some of the couple of things that are mentioned in verses 14 and 15. One of the things that Paul starts off in this little section is mentioning about the Father and if we look at the life of Jesus, when the disciples asked Jesus about how they could pray, he mentions uh, what we call the Lord's Prayer. And that is something that is quite significant, packed with lots of stuff. But even Jesus starts off with this idea of prayer indicating our Father. And in this particular section in Ephesians 3, Paul talks about the idea of God the Father. And he also makes this link to the family of God. And it's important to realize that what does the Father of God help us in the family? Well, one of the things that we need to realize is that the whole idea of a father is someone that we can get identity from. And one of the things that having a look at so many people in the world who struggle with finding their true identity. Paul is saying here that actually by coming to understand God the Father, we can receive our true identity in him. The other thing also that Paul mentions in this first bit is looking at the family of God. What Jesus did on the cross is so significant and I've been looking at recently the idea, the full extent of what Jesus did on the cross, where we were separated by the barrier of sin because of what Jesus did on the cross. That has been broken. We have been reconciled, redeemed and restored back into the right relationship with God the Father. And as a result of that, we are now part of a family 
Why? Because of what Jesus did on the cross. Our faith and belief in Jesus has restored us back to the right relationship with God. And it's interesting that Paul talks about this idea of kneeling before the Father of God, that place of submission and realizing that I actually bow to God the Father. I give over my agenda to God the Father in everything. And if we look at verse 16 and 17, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, it is one of those amazing things that God is so great in an endless supply of everything that he has in store for us. And it's out of his glorious riches. That word riches is abundance and fullness. It's a never ending source of strength for us in our day to day walk that his glorious riches is there for us. And it's this idea that out of his endless fullness, it is going to strengthen us. And as we pray for others, we pray for that strength to rise up. And where, and where does that strength come from? Well, Paul talks about it through the Spirit. As we believe in Jesus and as people believe in Jesus, the deposit of the Holy Spirit resides in us. And that Spirit is a guide that guides us through the process of transformation, sanctification, to becoming more like Jesus in every single way. And so one of the things is we can take that hold that out of the glorious, the glorious riches, his strength that rises up from the Holy Spirit will help us in our day-to-day -day life. But we also can pray that for other people. We can pray that the Spirit of God that resides in people will rise up and give them the strength so that they can stand in the midst of the circumstances that they face. We can go through and we can look at that sense, that word power. That power is the Greek word dunamis, is where we get our idea of dynamite from, the explosive power that comes. It's the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. That power that the Holy Spirit has in us has a way of rising up and helping us to be able to walk in all that God has for us. And the idea is it's important to realize that as we have come to know our identity in Christ and our identities and sons and daughters in God, we pray for other people that the, they would come to know their identity. It's one of the things that I found is in my early walk with God is I was constantly looking for what, who was I, who was I in God, who was I. And as I've discovered over the years, as I've been able to experience the love of God time and time again, he has revealed who I am, my identity that's in him. The Holy Spirit that resides in me leads me, it guides me, it speaks to me on a day-to-day -day basis. It shows me the way to experience who I am in God. And that is something we're called to pray for other people. We are a family of God. And as we are family of God, we look out for everyone. Okay. Over the years, I've had different friends that I've had different levels of friendships with. 
but my family is something that's always been there. And when we have a family in God, when we look out for our brothers and sisters in God, we have that opportunity to pray for the strength of the Holy Spirit to rise up and establish in those people. When we look on, it's this phrase in verse um, 17, 18 and 19, which I'm sure many of you have got. And I pray that being rooted and established in love, some versions have rooted and grounded in love. Recently, I was teaching my year eight students about the two functions of the roots in a plant. The two functions are that they absorb water and minerals that are so essential for the plant to grow. Without those water and minerals, the plant can't grow. And I showed the students, actually, you can see the damage on the leaves and the flowers when they don't have enough water and minerals. But the second function of roots is to establish the plant in the soil so that when the wind comes, they don't get knocked over. And I think it's quite important that actually as we get established rooted, grounded in the love of Christ. It holds us firm so that actually our source of strength, our day-to-day -day things that even Jesus talked about in the Lord's Prayer, give us our daily, every single thing that we need day-to-day, which -day, comes from the love of God that resides in us because of the Holy Spirit, but also the strength of the love of God holds us firm so that we're not tossed to and fro with different things. It is unfortunate that there are so many people out there that get tossed. They hear one thing and they believe it, then get another thing and they get tossed to and fro because of not being established in the truth of God. And what we are called to do is to pray for our brothers and sisters and to pray for those people that they would be grounded in the love of God, the love of God that will not sway. It will be fixed. And as we bed ourselves into the love of God, it rises up and helps us to stay firm in the truth of God. And Paul talks about this amazing thing, this idea to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. That's a prayer for us to pray over every single one in the world, to know, and that knowing is just to not know in the head, but to experience. As I said before, there have been many, many pivotal moments in my life where I've experienced, I've encountered that love, and I thought his love is limited. But when I experience the love of God, it is beyond imagination, beyond anything that I could even fathom. And we too are called to pray that never-ending love to rise up in people's life so that they can grasp, they can encounter and know, personally experience the love that has no height. There's no limits to the love of God. There's no depths that God can't go to and reach in and rescue someone. There is no person that cannot be covered by the love of God. There is no sin that is not able to be covered by the love of God. We are called to pray that over every person. And as we pray that for people's lives, the love of God is able to transform them and redeem them and rescue them. And it's this idea that actually 
the thing about God's love is to be able to come take us out of the things and give us a fresh insight to what God's doing. And the Holy Spirit is our guide, is our comfort. And we can pray for the Holy Spirit to guide and restore and change and sanctify and transform every person. And it is one of the things that we're called to do as a, as a family of God, to pray for our brothers and sisters, but also to pray for those that are not yet in the family of God, to pray the love of God, to ground and establish, to pray for people to have encounters with God. It is the one thing that changed my life and has continued to change my life when I have those encounters with God. The love of God overcomes when I thought there is a limit to how much God can love me. He goes beyond. His love is so much higher than I thought first thought, so much deeper, so much wider. When I think that it's a narrow, its love is so much wider. And it's it goes beyond my imagination. Paul talks about this idea, now to whom is able to do immeasurably more that we can imagine. When you try and think and think, okay, God's going to do this. He goes beyond that. His love for us is so much greater, so much bigger. And we can pray for that love to just come and embrace every person that we meet. And I want to leave that with you today. That prayer, and I, I just pray that you just think about each of those things that Paul talks about, as if Paul prays that over you. And then as you get that revelation of that, start praying that over the people in your family, in your loved ones, in your friends, and also those in the church as well. Pray that over us as well, as that we get to understand the depth and the breadth and the width and the love of Christ that can rise up and be our strength in everything we do and everything we're called to. I hope there's been something that has really blessed you today. And I just want to just say that God's love is just endless and is the thing that is going to help us in everything we do. Bless you, folks. Have a great day. Bye.